0: Theories of the Third Kind.
1: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. There's another host that is joining me today, Daniel Sun. Hey guys, what's up? Now, real quick, before we start today's episode, I just want to say that if you would like to support the show, then there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon.
0: Each week, we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes.
1: In total, we have over 149 extra Patreon episodes. So, to see this full list of Patreon episodes, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the Patreon episodes tab. There will be the entire list of past Patreon exclusive episodes.
0: Also, today we added another Patreon exclusive episode, which is over elongated skulls, where we discuss all the different ones that have been found, the history of them, as well as the possibility of them being connected to extraterrestrials. So, you get access to that episode as well as all of the others, for just $5.
1: Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes or on Spotify, and that helps us out a lot.
0: However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoots, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are to enjoy the show.
1: And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is about human mutilations. So how this episode will go today is that we're going to talk about the cases of humans being mutilated and it's not what you think. I mean initially you think like of somebody murdering somebody and mutilating them. It's not the case here. And then we're going to discuss the strange facts and findings that we had come across while researching this and then theories and then of course wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get Into today's episode.
0: Unexplained livestock mutilations have been reported for centuries.
1: Explanations range from common predators to cryptids to even UFOs.
0: However, It is not only livestock that has been reported being ducted and mutilated.
1: To these extraterrestrials, you are nothing but a number, nothing but biomaterial that needs to be harvested.
0: This is Human Mutilations.
1: Alright, so before we start today's episode, I just want to say, out of the over 300 episodes that we have previously published, you know, the 170 regular episodes and the 149 Patreon episodes, this episode is probably one of the most gruesome ones. So this is just kind of like your warning ahead of time, all right? The episode does have material that is disturbing and graphic in nature. So with that being said, Dan, can you start off today's episode and explain to us what human mutilations are.
0: Of course. Now, I am sure everyone has heard of cattle mutilations, right? It is where a cow is killed and then found hours or days later. So that might seem normal, right? Maybe a coyote or something got a hold of the cow.
1: However, that is not the case. These cows are often found with medical-like precision cuts on them, often with their ears, eyeballs, jaw, tongue, genitals, rectum, or other parts of their body removed.
0: Now, this phenomenon of cattle mutilation has been observed not only among cows, but also among wild animals as well. Along with these various animals, there have been multiple different explanations as to who was mutilating these creatures.
1: Some individuals say that it was just, you know, a normal predator killing these animals. Others state that it might have been, you know, cults out in the forest taking these animals and sacrificing them. Others think, you know, hey, maybe there's a secretive government branch that is taking these animals. And some even state, hey, it's cryptids like the chupacabra, you know, the goat sucker. However, the most common explanation that individuals connect to these odd animal mutilations are aliens.
0: There is a belief that extraterrestrials are coming down to earth and extracting body parts from these animals for various purposes. And that is what cattle mutilations are. However, there is something that is hardly ever talked about. Human mutilations. Instances where individuals have disappeared for a period of time and then spontaneously reappeared in an already searched area, missing their eyes, ears, jaw, tongue, genitals, rectum, or other parts of their body all removed with medical-like precision cuts.
1: And that is what we are going to discuss today. Human mutilations and its connection with extraterrestrials, which is arguably the most controversial aspect of this UFO phenomenon. Not many people talk about it, and as you can imagine, a lot of these cases are kept under a tight lid and hardly ever let out to the public. However, upon our deep digging into the interwebs, we were able to compile a list of these instances, which we are going to hop into right now. So, Dan, can you tell us about our first case?
0: Of course. So, our first case took place back in 1956. Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett was assisting Major William Cunningham at the White Sands Missile testing grounds near Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. Together, Sergeant Lovett and Major Cunningham were searching for scattered debris from a recent rocket test.
1: During their search, Major Cunningham heard a loud scream. Initially, he thought that Sergeant Lovett had been bitten by a snake. So, of course, he took off running towards Lovett to sort of like aid him if indeed he had been bitten by a snake. However, once Major Cunningham got to Sergeant Lovett, Instead of seeing him you know sitting down nursing a snake bite, Major Cunningham witnessed Lovett being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around Lovett's leg that was connected to a silver disc hovering in the air fifteen to twenty feet away.
0: Major Cunningham watched as Lovett was pulled inside the craft, which then rose vertically into the sky at that point. Cunningham stumbled towards his jeep and radioed for assistance.
1: Security teams arrived, and Major Cunningham was taken to the base's hospital for observation. It is there where he told officials what he had witnessed. The base ended up dispatching various search parties into the desert, but it would be three days before Lovett's nude corpse was discovered around ten miles from the site where he was supposedly abducted.
0: From the autopsy report, upon being found, Lovett's body had been exposed to the elements for 24 to 48 hours. His tongue had been cut from the lower portion of the jaw, his eyes gouged out, and his anus had been removed.
1: God dang.
0: Ugh. The coroner also remarked that his organs had been removed with surgical skill. In particular, the anus and genitalia had been neatly extracted like a plug. Also, the body had been completely drained from blood and that there was no vascular collapse that is usually associated with death
1: by bleeding. And that is our first case. However, before we move on to the next one, we do want to say that we looked into this story to see if we could find out if it was true or not. Now, everything that we read stated that this case was connected to Project Grudge.
0: Now, Project Grudge was the precursor to Project Blue Book. Apparently, when this incident took place, the Air Force did an investigation into this abduction and it ended up becoming a 600-page document labeled Project Grudge Report 13. Now, are there any official reports that are titled this that have been released?
1: No, there is no official information on Report 13 and the U.S. government denies its very existence. So that poses the question, where did this story come from? Well, this story all comes from second-hand sources who claim to have seen and analyzed this 600-page document.
0: One of the sources is William Cooper, who stated that he was tasked with analyzing an annotated version of Grudge Report 13 in the early 1970s. The other source came from William English, who was a former Green Beret captain who states that he, too, was asked to analyze the document while he was assigned to a U.S. security service at a former Royal Air Force base in England.
1: So that right there is the first case. Now let's get into our next one, which is your favorite, Dan.
0: So our next case took place in April of 1972. A group of United States special ops soldiers were moving through the Cambodian jungle towards the Vietnamese border in order to track down what they thought was an enemy outpost intercepting classified military signals. However, this group was caught off guard by what they described as a circular object that was made of some highly reflective
1: material. The soldiers stated that the body of this object was so reflective that it effectively worked as a mirror of sorts, and it also had a deep humming noise coming from it. Now, this object was located in a forest clearing in front of them, sitting on the ground, with tripod like landing gears holding it up, and it had a diameter of roughly 50 feet. Also, there were several humanoid figures walking around this object, which were described as having large, hairless heads and wrap around eyes of a deep black coloration. These humanoids
0: were systematically loading various human body parts and naked corpses into what the soldiers described as large, metallic, bin-like structures before sealing them tight. The corpses were that of Vietnamese and American troops.
1: Upon seeing this, the men moved behind some nearby foliage for cover and opened fire on the alien entities. A firefight between the aliens and soldiers ensued, and a few moments later, the team escaped into the forest And radioed back to their base, in which they were quickly picked up and flown to a military base in South Vietnam, where they explained what they had just witnessed. And that is our second story. And I do have to ask, Dan, since your mother's side is from Vietnam, has she ever stated that she has seen anything odd or weird like this over there?
0: She has not, and I never heard anything from my dad when he talked about his time in the military there.
1: This is going to sound stupid, but I've heard reports of dinosaurs being over there in the dense jungle area. Dinosaurs just roaming around. As crazy as that sounds, I've heard multiple reports of this.
0: My mother has never said anything. My dad has never said anything about dinosaurs. But believe it or not, I was asking my mom about like stuff that they learned in school. They're actually taught about a lot of cryptids and stuff, especially Bigfoot. Really? Yeah, because over there they have, uh, I think it's like the stone ape. so a variation of like a Bigfoot. Okay, that's odd. Yeah, like my mom said, like, yeah, we were taught about the cryptids and stuff, what to
1: watch out for. So they're taught about these cryptids as if they were real? Yeah. Okay.
0: That surprised me. I'm just like, we don't learn about anything like that in school. We just learn fake history.
1: Yeah, that they're mythological creatures. All right, so that right there is the second case. So let's hop on to our third one.
0: The next case that we're going to discuss took place in Brazil. So back in 1988, the body of a male was found at the Guadaparanga Reservoir in Brazil. According to reports, the victim had been dead for 48 to 72 hours, but there was no sign of decomposition.
1: The eyes, ears, tongue, and genitalia had been removed, as well as the digestive organs. Although it was determined that the person had been dead for several days, there was no smell when it should have been present with the stench of decay. So the autopsy reports states, and we quote,
0: There has been a removal of extensive tissue along with many parts of the face, head, and neck of the victim. There has also been extraction of ocular tissue, eyes, auditive internal and external organs, ears, and entire parts of the head. The tongue and several muscles were also extracted.
1: The regions on both sides showed soft spots where organs had been removed. Incisions were made on the face, internal thorax, abdomen, legs, arms, and chest. Shoulders and arms have perforations of 1 to 1.5 inches in diameter where tissue and muscles were extracted. The edges of the cuts were uniform, and so was their size. The chest had shrunk due to the removal of internal organs.
0: Now, official photos of this male did surface, and we do have those. So if you want to see them, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on today's episode, and they will be right there for you. However, I do want to warn you, these photos are very graphic.
1: Extremely graphic. The first photograph is of the man laying down on the ground. His face looks like it's burned, his mouth is open, his eyes have burn marks around it. He's missing a part of his jaw. There's multiple holes in him. The next photograph is of his shoulder, which shows an open hole. And then the next photo is of his abdomen all the way down to his knees. So, you see all the genitalia and all the holes that were pretty much cut open in him. And then the last photograph is of his backside, his upper back down to his lower kneecaps. And it shows his buttocks area where the looks like anus area had been removed. That's what it looks like. Sort of like a plug, which is disgusting. But yeah, there you go. Like I said, extremely graphic
0: that they are.
1: Just take our word for it that they're graphic, okay? You don't have to see these. Uh. Alright, so let's move on to the next case, which it doesn't get any better, Dan.
0: So the next case that we're going to talk about occurred in Egypt. On December 29th, 2005, 10 people were found mutilated and killed in a village in Upper Egypt. The victims were found with body parts and genitalia missing. Their stomachs and throats had been slashed.
1: The victims were from three different families. Six of them were adults, three males, three females, and four of them were children. When they were discovered, the victims were in a stage of recent rigor mortis. The faded blood splatter patterns indicated that they had bled to death. Some of the adults had defense cuts on their hands.
0: In the case of the males, both the adults and the children had their genitalia removed. The women had their stomachs slashed open all the way to the back, to the top of the rectum.
1: Now, the police eventually charged a mentally ill individual named Abedella Taif, who claimed responsibility for these killings. However, during the trial, the forensics expert testified that there had been no biological or physical evidence that connected the mentally ill man to the scene. Also, many witnesses gave statements that kind of contradicted one another, and all of the evidence was circumstantial.
0: So eventually, Abdel was acquitted and the culprit has never been found. But many individuals in this village state that the individual who did this was not of this world and came from the stars.
1: What the hell? From the stars? They must have came down from the pyramids. Yeah, pyramids or, you know, came down on his private jet, maybe. One of those crazy billionaires that like to murder people?
0: Uh, like the movie Infinity Pool.
1: Yes, exactly like that. All right, so let's move on to our last case that we're going to discuss, which took place in 2016 in Malta. So on July eighth, 2016, 17-year-old Mike Manscholt was visiting Malta on vacation from Germany. Now, he was alone at this time and was staying in a nearby hotel, which a few days prior, his girlfriend was staying with him, but she ended up leaving early.
0: On July 18th, Mike called his father and left him a voice message, in which he spoke about how he rented a bike to ride around Malta and how he enjoyed it. The following day, Mike did not return the rented mountain bike. Four days later, Mike failed to land at Bremen Airport, as expected, and he was not answering his phone.
1: At this point, his family flew to Malta to join a nationwide search for the teen. On July 26th, at about 10 a.m., a police search party found Mike's body about 10 stories below street level, near the chapel. He was lying in a rock depression and his bike hung a few feet up above him in a bush, and his sunglasses and sport shoes were down below him. So pretty much he was driving on the street and then boom, went off a cliff.
0: Damn. Once Mike's body was recovered, his father was called up to verify that it was indeed Mike. Upon seeing his son's body, Mike's father stated that there were black
1: holes in the neck and the left side of his face. An autopsy carried out in Malta concluded that Mike had been dead for between seven and eight days. The cause of death, however, was never established.
0: Mike's body was sent back home to Germany. However, questions started to emerge whenever an autopsy was carried out. It was concluded that Mike had no broken bones. In addition, it was uncovered that Mike's body did not contain his heart, brain, lungs, liver, pancreas, adrenal glands, the right kidney, the bladder, the stomach, and the small intestine. The only organs present were his left kidney, spleen, and large intestine.
1: So the family questioned this and was like, hey, where's all of our son's organs? And the Maltese courts ended up appointing a medical expert who stated that Mike's organs had been attacked by rodents and that his brain had liquefied. However, the German postmortem had found nothing of the sort, and there was no evidence of rodent bites. Also, the German authorities could not conclude on the cause of death due to his organs missing.
0: Hmm. That's a weird one.
1: It is, and a lot of people point to him being abducted and his organs being extracted by the aliens. But, again, that's just a theory, and we'll save that for our theories. But that right there wraps up our cases. And now we're going to transition into the strange facts and findings that we came across while researching human mutilations and their connections with UFOs and extraterrestrials. So, Dan, why don't you start it off and tell us about our first strange fact and finding.
0: Our first strange fact and finding is about an individual named John Lear. John was an aviator who, in 1966, set multiple records by flying around the world in a Lear jet that covered 22,000 miles in 50 hours and 39 minutes. The following year, John was recruited by the CIA, in which he flew cargo planes for them during the Vietnam War and continued flying for the CIA until 1983.
1: A few years after leaving the CIA, John sort of laid low and did not get out much. However, in 1987, that would all change. On December 29, 1987, John went online to one of the first bulletin boards, which is sort of like a form where you can post things. Now, this bulletin board was dedicated to the paranormal. John posted on this bulletin board, making some bizarre claims.
0: John stated that the U.S. government has close contacts with extraterrestrials, and were secretly promoting films like E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, to influence the public to see extraterrestrials as space brothers. Also, John claimed that there was a secret government committee that made a treaty with gray aliens, only to later realize that they had been deceived by the aliens.
1: John goes on to state that Germany had recovered a flying saucer in 1939, and then tells everyone to go look into the 1946 American military investigation into the ghost rockets reported over Sweden. John ends his statement by saying that many of the individuals who were a part of this original group of insiders that were made aware of extraterrestrials have since committed suicide.
0: After that statement, John ended up becoming a prominent voice in the UFO community. He has made multiple appearances on TV shows, including Ancient Aliens, The Unexplained Files, and from 2003 to 2015 was a regular guest on Art Bell's radio show, Coast to coast AM.
1: Now, why do we mention John? What does this have to do with human mutilations? Well, John was known to not hold back during his interviews that he gave. He was very open about UFOs. However, there was one thing that he never wanted to talk about, which we have a short 14 second audio clip of an interview. That he gave in the late 1980s. That is a perfect example of this. So we're going to listen to that audio right now. Well, he says uh, the mutilations have not gone from animals to humans yet. Uh, you agree with that? Uh, I. There have been some humans. It's, it's a very, very sensitive subject. Uh, I'm going to steer away from that. He refused to talk about the connections of human mutilations with UFOs and aliens.
0: But he did give a hint to it, saying that there were some cases.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, no, 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 I'm going to steer clear of that.
0: Oh, you gave us a tease and then you left us like that. Mm.
1: Yeah. So that right there is our first strange fact and finding. Let's get into our next one, which I'm sure plenty of you are aware of this one.
0: Our next strange fact and finding is about Dyatlov Pass. Now, we have previously done an entire episode over Dyatlov Pass, So if you want the entire thing in full detail, then I suggest you go take a listen to it. For those of you who have listened to that episode, then you will know that the Dyatlov Pass incident was an event in which nine Russian hikers died in the northern Ural Mountains between February 1st and 2nd of 1959 in uncertain circumstances.
1: To say the least. To say the least. So after the group's bodies were discovered, the group of individuals, the nine Russian hikers who died, An investigation was done by the Soviet authorities and they determined that six had died from hypothermia while the other three had been killed by physical trauma. Now one victim had major skull damage, two of them had severe chest trauma and another had a small crack in the skull. Four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek and three of these had soft tissue damage of the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes, one was missing its tongue, and one was missing its eyebrows.
0: The investigation concluded that a compelling natural force had caused their deaths. There have been numerous theories put forward to account for the unexplained deaths, including animal attacks, hypothermia, avalanche, strong winds, sound-induced panic, military involvement, or some combination of these.
1: However, there is a theory that these individuals were either abducted or attacked by aliens, and that is what caused their deaths slash mutilations. Now, why do people say that? Why do they automatically connect aliens with it? Well, another group of hikers 31 miles south of this incident reported that they saw strange orange spheres in the sky to the north on that night of the incident. Also, similar spheres were observed in adjacent areas continually during the period from February to March of 1959. So that is why a lot of individuals connect this Dyatlov Pass to some sort of alien intervention or alien abduction slash mutilation type thing.
0: And if I remember correctly, don't some of the bodies have radiation or radiation coming off of it?
1: Yes, two of them did. Yeah, so
0: that's, that's very odd just to die from hypothermia but have some radiation coming off your body.
1: Yep. The whole thing is weird. And like we said, we did an entire episode over Dietloff Pass. So if you haven't heard it, I highly suggest you go take a listen to it. It is very odd.
0: It was a good episode, too.
1: It was. All right. So let's get into the juicy part of the episode, the theories. So if these human mutilations are happening, who is doing them and why are they doing them? So Dan, why don't you start it off for us and tell us about this first theory.
0: All right. So this first theory is called obvious. This theory states that these human mutilations are nothing more than killers mutilating the bodies of their victims. or A person ends up dying or getting killed, and the rodents or animals eat certain organs from that body, which makes it look like these were removed.
1: In some cases, I would say yes. But if you look at some of these photographs, they do have surgical incisions on them, which rodents can't do. It's not like they run around with scalpels.
0: We don't know this now, Aaron. They could. (laughs) There's been many lab rats out there that probably escaped and... Now they're doing procedures on their own.
1: No, but I could see where killers or maybe even gangs. I mean, we talk about the uh, cartel kidnapping people and doing some horrendous stuff on the other gang's members, like cutting off their faces and stuff.
0: What was it that you told me? That they would tie like a metal wire around the person's spine, bury them? wait for their body to decompose and then pull it up so that they pull up like their skull, spine, and all that.
1: Yeah, they pull up all their bones so the flesh decomposes in the ground and they pull up all the bones so they can just soak those in acid and get rid of them.
0: Yep. That's the gruesome stuff Aaron likes to tell us randomly.
1: No, I don't, you make me sound like a weirdo. I don't randomly tell you that. That's the stuff that I come across when I'm just researching where I'm like, oh, I got to tell somebody. I can't live with this by myself. (laughs)
0: That's why we have this podcast. (laughs) So we share the shit that we find.
1: Yeah. But, you know, that's a probability right there of that happening to some of these individuals. See,
0: that one I think could go very well with the Egypt case of the throats being slashed and the stomach being slashed. I think it was the Egypt one. Yes. Yeah. That one sounds like more of a kind of make you suffer type thing.
1: Yeah. You have a debt that you didn't pay. Now you're going to get it. Mm.
0: Probably slash the stomach first and then. Let them suffer a little bit, then the throat.
1: Damn. You really thought about this, huh?
0: Well, I was thinking about the stomach thing with the seppuku.
1: Oh, yeah, which is the tradition where they, uh, the, the Japanese warriors... Yeah. ...off themselves. Pretty much. Hmm. So let's get into this next theory. Now, before we get into that, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back. So let's get into this next theory. That's called Resource Explorers. So this theory states that aliens are already here on Earth. That there is some type of intervention underway by these aliens who are here to do nothing more than to take advantage of you. These aliens pose as beings that are spiritually advanced and that, hey, we want to help humanity. However. They are nothing more than resource explorers who are so advanced that they know how to manipulate the human race to get what they want, which is resources. And what is that resource? Our DNA. These beings explore the cosmos, collecting DNA from different species.
0: This reminds me of the movie Jupiter Rising.
1: I've never seen it. Is that the one with Magic Mike guy in it?
0: It has Channing Tatum in there. If you can get over the fact that he's supposedly like a mix with a canine something, it's a decent movie. But in there, it, these beings from space, Earth's a farm, and they farm the bodies of the humans to get a certain type of, I don't know, chemical or whatever. And that's what they use to bathe in to keep them young.
1: So kind of like uh, Adrenochrome. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen, what is it, Jupiter Rising? Jupiter
0: Rising. I'm going to make you watch it, and I'm going to make you fall in love with Channing Tatum just so I can laugh at you. Oh, Jesus. You're like, nice oh, God, dog
1: man, come here. Dog <laughs> No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
0: No, but other than that, I think the story kind of, like, pretty cool with that aspect of it.
1: Yeah. It does sound similar to this Resource Explorers, but, yeah, I'm going to put that up as the maybe, okay? So let's get into the next theory, Dan.
0: All right. So this next theory is called government. So this theory states that all these mutilations are done by not aliens, but by the governments. So why would the government be doing this? Well, some state that it is from some type of secret cult or that the government is just collecting data to make sure that humans are not
1: evolving. Evolving? You think that would be more like an alien job, right? Yeah. If aliens are keeping track of us. They would want to make sure that we're not evolving, so they would be collecting data. Not the government. It'd be more like the government collecting data to make sure that their pollution is not, you know, going too far.
0: If anything, the first thought that came to mind when I saw government, false flag
1: operation against aliens. <laughs> false flag against what, what do you mean?
0: So these people that are found like mutilated and stuff, maybe they have some dealings with the government. Or they saw stuff they shouldn't have, government takes them out, and then they mutilate the bodies using medical precision, and then they leave the body out somewhere. People find it, oh, alien abducted them, they went missing, the aliens must have took these body parts.
1: Oh, Pretty okay. much saying,
0: like, it's not us, It's it has to be aliens.
1: Alright, blaming it on someone else, Yeah, as in the aliens.
0: Setting up aliens, so the aliens look like the bad people.
1: Or what if, what if this, okay? What about this? Aliens come down, they talk to the government, and aliens are actually good, and they want to progress the humans, you know, to be more advanced spiritually or whatever, right? The government doesn't want that. They want us to be controlled, right? Easily yeah. controllable. They want us to be sheep. So they paint the aliens in a bad light, which they're not really doing a good job of, Because every time you think of aliens, everybody's like, oh, yeah, aliens. You don't think of an absolute chaos of them murdering everybody when they come down just with like a blink of an eye or something, you know.
0: I mean, we got Independence Day movie, but when you think aliens, you don't really think of them being
1: that hostile. Well, Mars attacks as well. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about this next theory, which is called corporations.
0: Before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break. It's our last one. Don't go nowhere. All right, welcome back.
1: All right, so let's talk about this next theory, which is called corporations. Now, this theory is similar to the previous one, except it is corporations doing it. So large corporations are known for polluting the environment. They don't care. They want to make as much money as they can. Now, they need to collect data on the health effects of their pollution in certain areas. So after a while, Cows just do not give them enough data. So instead, they either abduct these individuals or find them already dead and extract their organs or tissues that they need to test so that they can make sure that their contamination limits stay below a certain limit or threshold that is undetectable. So let's say they're out there spreading those PFOAs, right? Yep. And it hasn't been leaked to the public like hey you know we're putting pfoas in the water and it's in everything which it is the plastics and uh they're just doing these cattle mutilations it's them collecting data on the cows and like shit we don't have enough data we need human data so they just start grabbing random people
0: hmm maybe the cattle is like the first stage of it making sure that you know the food supply is still in good healthy condition
1: well yeah you gotta think so The cows, we eat them, right? And then what do cows do? They eat the grass. And if they're polluting something, it's going to go into the waterways that the cows drink. It's going to go into the grass, the soil that the cows eat.
0: And then once they got enough data from the cattle mutilations, like you said, we eat the cattle. Or some people eat the grass.
1: Some people smoke it.
0: Some people smoke it. Yeah. But, you know, we drink the water and everything, too. So they need to test humans. So. That's when the human mutilations come in. So first stage is like the cattle and such. Second stage, humans.
1: Hmm. My only rebuttal to this is, you know how easy it is to buy body parts. We talk about it in our previous episode. So if there was a big corporation, couldn't they create a shell company that goes and purchases people that have passed away, that have donated their body to science, and then they take that body and test it for certain chemicals or pollution or whatever contaminants that they're looking for. Maybe they need a fresh body. Maybe. Maybe there's a certain half-life to the chemicals that they're releasing to make sure like, hey, this half-life is going away after a certain period.
0: They get someone that's in the area that they want to test. They need a fresh body. So they find someone, kill them, mutilate them, get the parts they need, the anus, intestines, eyes, pretty much anywhere that could I guess, have cancer?
1: Yeah. Damn. I like this theory.
0: That one can go pretty deep.
1: Yeah. All right, tell us about this last theory we got, Dan.
0: All right, our last theory that we have is called trafficking. This theory states that all these individuals who die and are found mutilated with their organs missing are not being abducted by aliens, but in fact being purposely killed to have their organs sold on the black
1: market. I can see this with the teen who died in Malta. That's
0: the first thing that came to mind is that funeral place that they did the autopsy and stuff. They're like, "Oh, these organs are still healthy. Yeah, we're just going to remove them. They're not going to do a second autopsy. We've already told them how, like, they he died or whatever."
1: And we talk about how much organs get sold on or how much organs go for on the black market during our what was it a uh, black market organ harvesting episode or something like that? Yeah. And uh, a lot of those organs go for quite a bit. Even babies get sold on the black market. It's sickening. Yeah, you think about it. All right. So
0: Mike had the kid that was in Malta. He had no broken bones. It was uncovered that Mike's body did not contain his heart, brain, lungs, liver, pancreas, adrenal glands, the right kidney, the bladder, the stomach, and the small intestine. The only things that were left was one of his kidneys, the spleen, and large intestine. Most of those you could probably sell.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I
0: don't know. Do people buy the small intestine?
1: I don't know. I I didn't know that they'd buy the brain. But then again, I mean, there's a market for everything. What we found out during the body trade episode is people buy and sell all different types of body parts. But the organs are illegal to sell and buy, right? It's just the arms, the torso without the organs, the head. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Weird. Maybe it's a cannibal. Who knows? Something like the forest? Yeah. Those type of cannibals?
0: Don't lie. I saw you playing last night. You ate a cannibal leg. I eat all the (laughs)
1: cannibal legs. Anyway. All right. So with that being said, Dan, I go to you. What is your personal thoughts and theories behind this? If you had to select one of these theories, or maybe it's your own theory that you come up with, what do you think it is doing these mutilations?
0: Oh, man, that's tough honestly, I don't think it's aliens as crazy as that would be aliens doing the mutilations. I would have to go either with government or the corporations. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Trafficking in corporations, government. I could see it, but corporations testing the area with all the PFOAs or whatever and all the shit they're doing. Yeah. Releasing stuff out into nature and everything. And then, you know, say that the bodies are healthy. They're like, well, shit, what do we do? Yeah, we could sell the organs. They're already dead.
1: Yeah, true. Hmm. I have an interesting theory. Ooh, tell me. Okay. So we know how the media is playing everybody against each other, right? It's their yeah. job to cause chaos. They don't report on the truth anymore. They report on what gets the most clicks and what causes the most controversy. Now, we've talked about this before that there's a possibility of an AI program that went rogue that is in the background that is the one that is causing this chaos. True. Now, what if there was an AI program that is out here murdering individuals and then mutilating them to take tissue samples to try to recreate certain organs and tissues? to get it just right so they can make a clone of a human so they can fit in and not be, hey, that's, a, you know, that's an AI robot. And that's how they start their takeover. That is a way out there theory, way far-fetched out there, but it's fun to think about.
0: See, and I would, hearing that, I wouldn't say AI, I would say corporation again. They take the organs, they need uh, another, say, test subject to try to recreate or clone you know organs dude if they cl- like clone the first organ you know how rich they would
1: be that's big money that is yeah. big big money
0: so i mean that right there just makes me think corporation would be doing that trying to get their hands on the first or create the first clone of an organ or working artificial organ which yeah. i mean they have don't they have some of those already
1: well i think they use pig uh Pig valves, right? Pig heart valves? I believe so, yeah. I don't think they have actual full... Hold on, we're going to have to fact check each other on this. Are you doing some searching? Okay, Dan's diving in deep to find this answer.
0: What organs can be made artificially? So, artificial organs include the artificial heart and pacemaker, the use of dialysis to perform kidney functions, and the use of artificial substitutes for missing limbs. So they do have something sort of like an artificial heart with a pacemaker. Is that really it?
1: I'm telling you, once they perfect the art of cloning organs, that corporation or company is going to be worth trillions and trillions of dollars.
0: Oh, definitely. And they're talking about like we're soon going to be entering that era of artificial organs to where you won't need to be in line to wait for a heart transplant. This video here says scientists can now 3D print functional organs.
1: There's a video? Yes. Uh-oh. I'm
0: going to link this because that right there was just...
1: All right, we're going to have this up on our website for anybody that wants to watch this video as well. There we go. I linked it in
0: there so you can watch it.
1: They even bleed when cut, these organs do, and they mimic real ones. Realistic simulations that are used for training. They converted medical scans into computer-generated molds. And then these molds are then 3D-printed and injected with hydrogel. The final product has the same consistency and color as our organs and can be poked, prodded, and dissected just like the real thing. Okay, so these aren't actual...
0: Not actual artificial organs because they're just like 3D-printed ones
1: that they can practice with. Yeah, okay. Still, that's pretty cool, though.
0: Could printed organs be the key to immortality? is the next video coming up.
1: No, oh, damn. I already said I don't want to live forever. I think dying is all part of the process. It is. All right, so with that being said, do you have anything else you want to add to today's episode over human mutilations, Dan? Any final thoughts or theories?
0: Uh, well, if you made it all the way through the episode with us, congrats. We're sorry that it was so gruesome, but this was definitely an interesting episode to cover. Like we stated, you know, cattle mutilations were... Often, you know, covered, but not a lot of the human mutilations.
1: I haven't really seen anyone cover the human mutilation part of it, which is not very talked about. Everybody wants to view aliens as the good guys, not the bad guys that come and kill everybody. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, with that being said, that is the end of today's episode on human mutilations. So if you or a loved one have been mutilated by an alien, please send us an email. We would love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, we definitely want to hear about it.
1: (laughs) All right. So now let's move on to our on the scene. So if you don't know what our on the scene is, it is where at the end of the show each week, an individual interviewing or giving their personal opinion on current conspiracies or strange news or anything that's happening in the world. Now, anyone can do this, meaning you. Yes, you can do this. All you got to do is get your phone, click record. Make sure that the recording is less than two minutes. Make sure that there is no music in the background and there's no like loud noises or anything. And uh, yeah, you can take that uh, on the scene recording and send it to our emails, which is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Theories of the Third Kind, or Dan, D-A-N, at Theories of the Third Kind. And we will put it in line to play at the end of the show each week. All right, so for this week's On the Scene, we have Dawn, and we're going to play that right now. Hello, all my creatures out there. This is Dawn with my six-year-old son, Leonidas. going to find out what
0: his thoughts and theories are on some random questions. Leonidas, do you believe in aliens? No. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. Really? Yes. Where do you think Bigfoot lives? In a big... Snowy Mountain. You don't think that's a Yeti? I think Yetis
1: and Bigfoot live in the same area.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: that lie.
0: Do you think reptilian people are real? I don't know. Do you think that the earth is hollow in the middle? What? No. No. What's your craziest theory? My craziest is. A Naruto. A Naruto? Yes. You are just so funny. Can you tell everyone goodbye? Goodbye. Yeah.
1: Nice. Thank you, Don and Leonidas, for your on the scene this week. And I do have to say, Dan, you said it earlier, and I'm just going to back you up. The name Leonidas, how badass is that?
0: Such a hardcore name. Such a hardcore name right
1: there. You know, when he grows up, they're going to be like, Leonidas.
0: If he doesn't grow up and grow an epic beard, I will be upset.
1: Dan will shave his beard and sew it together to make a fake beard to send it to your son. Mine's not that good yet. Yeah, it is. Dude, you can grow a beard like crazy. You have the genetics of that, of a Middle Eastern person who grows really good beards. Like, they're known for their beards. (laughs) You can grow a crazy one. I give it like a month, and you couldn't even walk through an airport without getting patted down.
0: I can't walk through an airport at all now. I, I always get patted down.
1: I can't either. I'm on a watch list, and I don't know why, okay? I held an FBI clearance for like the longest times. We both did. I wonder if that's why. I Maybe. I don't know.
0: Where's he flying to? Who's he meeting there? We must know. Yeah. No, but the Naruto theory. I don't know much about Naruto. I only know a little bit of it. So, after the Naruto series ended, a new series started where it was like, couple years later where naruto and got married had kids and it's called baruto they all believe that at the end of naruto some we could just call it a spell was cast to where it put everyone into a dreamlike state to where you live there happily a lot of people believe that the baruto series is just naruto stuck in this dreamlike state and that sooner or later it's going to come out that that whole thing was fake that his family that he had and all that was all completely fake and that he was stuck in there.
1: How depressing would that be for that individual Naruto?
0: That would be pretty depressing.
1: Yeah, well, thoughts and, and, uh, you know, good vibes sent out to Naruto. I hope he gets out of his dreamlike state. That's right. That's all I know about it. But thank you, Don and Leonidas, for your on the scene this week. We love it. Yes, definitely love it. Bigfoot, yeah. Yeah, and Yeti.
0: You know it made me think? You know how you have foxes here, like, in the forest? They're, like, a brown, reddish color. I mean, they have, their coats vary. But saying in, like, snowy areas, their coats are white. They adapted. So, I mean, Bigfoot and Yetis, they could be one and the same, just one adapting to the next.
1: You know, if, I'm going to say, like, a month ago or two months ago, there was that individual on TikTok who saw that giant on that mountain. I think it was in Mexico. I might be wrong. But he, it was an individual who saw a giant, on a mountain, and then that guy who posted the video about it ended up passing away. Some people might have to fact check me on this, but I do remember seeing a video of a guy posting up a a, a mountain with a giant on it, and then rumors started circulating that the guy died. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that more.
0: If you or a loved one, know what the hell Aaron is talking about.
1: (laughs) Send us an email. We would love to hear about it.
0: In fact, check Aaron.
1: (laughs) Yes. All right. So now we're going to move on to shout outs. All right. So to start off our birthday shout outs, we have Lane from Birmingham, Alabama. Their birthday was on February 24th. Happy birthday, Lane. I hope it was a good one.
0: Happy birthday to you, Lane. Boom. Now our next birthday shout out goes to Gina T. Her birthday was on February 27th. So happy birthday and congrats on
1: getting married on March 4th, this Saturday. Woo, you can get away now. Run, run. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Happy birthday and congratulations. And me and Dan are very upset that we didn't get an invite to that.
0: Yeah, whatever it is. We could have flown. It's on a weekend.
1: Hell yeah. All right. So the next birthday shout out goes to Katie Fisher. Her birthday was on February 22nd, so happy birthday, Katie. Hope it was a good one.
0: Happy birthday to you, Katie. Whoop, whoop. Our next birthday shout-out goes to Taylor Caldwell, a.k.a. Cousband.
1: Cusband, I don't know what that means. Does it mean like husband and cousin, that she married her cousin?
0: I don't know, but they said that's like their inside joke, is that the husband? But uh, Taylor's birthday was on February 26th,
1: so happy birthday to you, Taylor. I just looked that up. Uh, what does it mean? The Urban Dictionary. Cousband, the official redneck term for a lesbian cousin. Well, then. Well, happy birthday. Or wait, was it a happy birthday? It was a happy birthday. Okay, happy birthday, Taylor. All right. All right. So let's get on to our next birthday shout out, which is to Brielle. How do you pronounce that? Brielle? Brielle G. Her birthday's on March 8th, and she wants a birthday shout out as Sasquatch. I don't even know if we have Sasquatch up in here. All right, so happy birthday, Brielle G. Hope it's a good one.
0: Happy birthday, Brielle. All right, our last shout-out is not a birthday shout-out, but it is a two-year anniversary shout-out to Josh and Melinda. Congrats on being together for two years and not killing each other yet.
1: Congratulations for putting up with one another, Josh and Melinda. I hope you have another two more years times 20, okay? We'll just say times infinity. Times infinity. May you forever <laughs> live on together. And that is the end of our shout outs. Nice. All right. Do we have any announcements or anything that we want to say before we roll today's episode out?
0: No, I don't have anything, so I think we're good.
1: All right. Well, with that being said, I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan, you want to roll us out?
0: Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts.
1: Because you are not alone.